Welcome to episode 13 of the Princeton Podcast with Mayor Mark Frieda. In this episode, Mark caught up with Tay Walker, Chief Executive Officer of the Princeton YWCA, currently celebrating their centennial. Tay also discussed the YWCA Princeton Burke Foundation Early Childhood Development Center, the Breast Cancer Resource Center, and the upcoming Tribute to Women Awards. So without any further introduction, let's join our host, Mark Frieda, and his guest, Tay Walker, for episode 13 of the Princeton Podcast. Tay, thank you for joining us today. You are very welcome. Thank you so very much, Mayor Frieda, for having me today in the YWCA Princeton. Thank you. Sure. So let me start with, you know, I think your two-year anniversary with the YWCA is coming up. And yes. What's it been like, right? I mean, you've had to deal with COVID and everything, so a lot of challenges starting out. Oh, yes, absolutely. A lot of challenges. That's an understatement. Um, I started my tenure at the YWCA Princeton um, on June 1st of 2020. So, of course, this was a very, very challenging time because it was very early um, during the pandemic, as well as the racial reckoning um, of 2020 as well in May 2020 um, and throughout that summer. So my one of my very first major tasks when I first joined the organization was um I had to work with my leadership team as well as our board to determine whether or not we would be able to open our child care center um, for working parents in our area. That was very challenging, especially early on in the pandemic. But we did it um, and we were one of the first child care um, centers in our area to reopen during the pandemic. So I'm, I'm very proud of that accomplishment. Yeah, that. That, that was was not an easy thing, and especially at that yeah. early on, right? Because there was so much question as to what was the right thing to do and how to do it. But Yes, um, absolutely. Well, you know, Tay, I, I guess one thing that would, would help people that are listening is, you know, what, what, in general terms, what are some of the overall services that the YW provides? Yes, that's um, I, I love answering questions like this. Our programs are definitely designed with our mission to eliminate racism and empower women at the forefront of everything that we do. These two things are our forerunners. So I've noticed about our programs throughout my time at the YW, I would say, firstly, we address inequity and we do that by creating opportunity and our affordable and accessible child care helps working parents stay in the workforce. And this is really critical and extremely important important to us, um, especially during the current times. Women have been hit extremely hard in the workforce through the, they call it the she session, and departing from their professional roles in order to be able to reduce the financial burden of high cost childcare. But equity um, and being able to have access to quality, affordable childcare helps prepare children to be able to thrive in kindergarten. And that's one of our main goals. We want to be able to help children be able to reach their developmental milestones and be able able to diminish the achievement gap. And another example of this is our English as a Second Language programming, which is very comprehensive um, and is very goal-oriented, whether students are looking to prepare for citizenship exams, whether they want to be able to improve their own computer proficiency skills for industry specific jobs, or if they just wish to be able to communicate better with their neighbors and their friends and their families, we offer classes to help them be able to reach those personal and professional goals. Um, and then secondly, I would have to say that our programs are also designed for women and families at every stage of life. We're actually um, seeing, we've seen girls um, who have grown up in our childcare 
system as well as our dance classes, aquatics programs, and then they return later in life as interns and sometimes members of our Next Gen Professional Development Board, um, as well as team members for the YWCA Princeton. So we also have staff members um, who once participated in our Breast Cancer Resource Center or ESL program. Um, at, they become employees and it's truly a full circle for us and we're proud of that. You should be proud of that because it really speaks to how well run things are and how good the programs are that people commit time later on in life to come back and, and help again. That's tremendous. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. So let me, let me switch gears a little bit. Tay, where did you grow up? Yes, I grew up in Philadelphia um, in a section of Philly called West Oak Lane, which is located right outside of Sheltonham um, Township, which is a, a suburb um, in Montgomery County. And so that's where I was raised there. Okay. And then how about, I know you went to college and I think you have an, a number of degrees and I, I think you were working on another degree. So you're setting an example there again, but tell us about that. Yes, absolutely. Um, I have a bachelor's of science degree um, in public health. I also have a master's of public health, both with concentrations in maternal and child health issues, which has always been near and dear to my heart um, since my teenage years. Um, and I also started my doctorate work at Seton Hall University. Um, I completed half of my degree and then I fell in love with my husband. We got married, started a family. I put my um, PhD on hold and said, oh, I'll go back next year. And, and now I'm, I'm finally at the place where um, I am looking to be able to, to complete a PsyD instead of a PhD in public health. But I'm proud of that accomplishment as well. Yeah, good for you. I mean, to go back and say I'm going to finish up because right, it's 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 a lot harder once you stop and then to, to yes. restart than it was if you keep going. Yes, very much so. Very much so. Oh, good for you. Um, Thank you. Oh, one more question about uh, before I ask you more about the YW itself. So, mm -hmm. I mean, obviously you've been here almost two years, so you must have been somewhere before you came to the YW. <laughs> so, could you kind of share like some of the other stops along your journey here? Absolutely, absolutely. Some of the proudest work that I have had, um, I've worked for several large um, urban federally qualified health centers. One was uh, located in Camden City, the other um, in Newark. Um, and then I've also worked at several hospitals in southern New Jersey. I've also worked um, my very first job out of um, uh, out of college was I worked at um, Planned Parenthood as a reproductive health care um, center assistant. I did that um, for I guess probably about off and on for about two years um, because I was passionate about the work. Um, and then my first job over here in New Jersey, I worked at an outpatient cocaine treatment center, which was a part of Hahnemann University Hospital. I did that for three years. That was a five-year research project um, that was funded um, by NIDA. Um, and then some of the other work that I have done that I'm extremely proud of is the work that I've done at the New Jersey Department of Health. Um, I've had several leadership roles there at the Department of Health. I um, also served as the um, Deputy State Registrar um, in our Office of Vital Statistics and Registry. That was definitely a proud moment. Worked with some wonderful people, um, wonderful team members and staff there. Um, I've also been a president CEO of a healthcare center in central New Jersey. I did that for four years. And then I've also worked as an executive director at a licensed adoption agency in southern New Jersey. I did that for two years um, as well. 
And so I've, I've definitely done so much, but the majority of my work has um, definitely been in um, maternal and child health issues, family health, um, but also within um, social justice and being able to be able to make sure that um, the rights of everyone, um, everyone should have a seat at the table. And so a lot of my work has also surrounded that, being able to give a voice to the voiceless. And so I'm proud of that as well. That That is an amazing list of your experiences and wow what a knowledge base you must have that is incredible that is <laughs> thank tremendous you. thank you Boy, i know if i got any questions i'm calling you <laughs> yes please do absolutely that would be an honor for me absolutely <laughs> so let, let me jump back a little bit to the to the yw so uh you know i i hear that it's kind of rare to have a yw and a ym on the same property so how does how does that arrangement work Absolutely. That's a great question. And we actually intend to cover um, the history of our relationship with the YM um, in an upcoming video for our centennial anniversary. We are so proud and excited. We are celebrating 100 years in the Princeton community. Um, so it all started back in 1949. The YM and the YW came together to form a committee to be able to discuss um, plans to build a shared program space to meet the needs of the growing membership at that time. And then throughout the decade, we have collaborated with the YM fairly often, um, and there's always been some overlap between our programming. So our predecessors saw it as a great opportunity. Um, it also it, it took almost 10 years for the building we know today um, to come to fruition. And we hosted our ribbon cutting ceremony in 1958, which was a wonderful and proud moment um, for both. So I'm not sure um, if either of our organizations would have been able to secure the funding necessary to build build a program space alone. So it really was necessary to be able to pool resources. And up until the 1980s and 1990s, the YMCA mainly offered programming for men and boys, while the YW focused on women and girls. So for much of our history and during the early years of our shared program space, we offered some kind of like this very similar services but to specific and different members of the community. So today our relationship remains collaborative and we support each other where and when we, when we can. So it's a wonderful relationship and we're proud of that. It's amazing to, to hear you explain how things have changed, right? So if you think about it today, to hear that, oh, this organization addressed the male population and this organization yes. addressed the female population. And, you know, it seems... Right. Strange to hear that in today's today's era, I guess. Right? Yes. Very strange. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Very yeah. much so. But, you know, it's a, it's a sign of, I think, a strong organization that over time says, hey, our mission should change and our focus should change and we can change and adapt to the time. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um. So I, I so I guess a natural question coming out of that is, what are like some of the most popular programs that the YW provides? Yes, yeah, so our programs that are probably most familiar with the broader Princeton community are probably our child care program and our breast cancer resource center, which we affectionately call BCRC. And overwhelmingly, when new families um, enroll in our program, we're told that they were referred by either friends or coworkers or neighbors. Um, and so I'm glad our programs, um, our program not only is not only recognized but recommended um, as a resource in the 
community. And so that's extremely important um, for us to know. And, and, and it, it def- definitely makes us proud. Um, our Breast Cancer Resource Center, I think it is um, also well known. Every October, Princetonians can um, spot our pink bows for Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And we're so fortunate to have community partners that help to be able help us to spread the word about our services and then to also help us raise funds to keep them accessible. Um, one in eight women will be diagnosed with breast cancer in her lifetime. So it's imperative that we increase the community's awareness of our support services because we want to reach as many, but we also want to be able to be there for anyone that needs us. We want to be able to, to be there to, to provide that service and access. And and that is a, a tremendous service, right? I mean, yes, to provide that absolutely, um, absolutely. Yeah. So so Tay, where do you think um, where do you think the YW is going to go, or what are some of its, I guess, aspirations or goals over, let's say, the next five years? Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm so glad that you asked that. Um, as I'm sure you've noticed, we're um, talking about our history a lot over, you know, recently, right, because it's our centennial. But I'm also really excited for our future. So thanks to a grant from the Princeton Area Community Foundation, we have plans to conduct a community needs assessment. And this is critical for us. Um, this will help us to be able to ensure that the programs um, not only advance our mission of eliminating racism and empowering women, but also that it centers our existing and future programming on meeting the true needs of the community we're serving that they identify. Um, and so that's that's definitely extremely, this is a, a high point for us. And so we're looking forward to being able to get that work done. We should be starting in March. Um, it's about a six month process. Um, and so we should finish in September, but we're extremely grateful and thankful um, to PACF for that opportunity for us to do that. It's a capacity building grant. Yeah, it's uh there's another great organization that is involved in so much in, in town yes. and in the greater areas, the Princeton Area Absolutely. Community Foundation. So that's, yeah, they're amazing. Amazing. Yeah. So anyway, good to give them a quick shout out. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, today here I am, you know, Mr. Princeton resident, and I'm just wondering, how do I keep up to date with what what's going on with the YW? What What are the different ways that I could possibly do that? Absolutely. I would say definitely follow us on social media. Um, we're on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter um, at YWCA Princeton. Um, you can also visit us online at YWCAPrinceton.org to learn more all about our organization. Um, and then you can also sign up for monthly e-newsletters. And we love being able to, to keep all of our followers up to date with our programming and um, special things that we offer throughout the course of the year. Okay, so... Pretty much they can go to your website and yes. figure out how to do the newsletter. And then I guess you have links mm-hmm. to everything else. And, you know, okay. So a lot of social media people can just, um, I'm trying to think of the right wording, but like, you know, on Instagram or whatever, they could follow you. And Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Definitely. So, so, you know, you were, you were mentioning the, the BCRC. Um, and I guess in that component, as far as social media goes, so mm-hmm. they rolled their social media into the overall YW social media recently, I think. 
Yes, yes. And they've always, you know, uh, BCRC has always been a part of the YWCA as one of our major programs. Um, and before they were located um, off campus. And then last year, we brought them back on campus last September, um, and which was actually wonderful because it everything, you know, we were able to, to brand everything, do all of the fundraising all through our department development department, which, you know, again, for branding and consistency, um, it's, it's been a wonderful, wonderful um, joint process and joint projects. Good, good. Um, so let me ask you, uh, since COVID is still a concern and will be for a while, um, mm -hmm. is the YW, do you provide services now? Are they in person? Are they hybrid? Are they, how, do you, how are you doing all that? It's, um, it's a combination. So our child care program is in person and has been since the summer of 2020. Um, we also follow, we follow extensive safety protocols. Um, other programs like our Breast Cancer Resource Center and English as a Second Language remain virtual at this time. Um, and I am so proud of the impactful work being done in both of these programs. Um, they really adapted to meet the needs of the community um, and the program participants in a safe and responsive way. Got it. Um, so uh, here's a, a question that's probably uh, important to to you and when you reach out to people. So, I mean, you guys are a very worthy nonprofit with, without a doubt. But so how should people in the community in the general area support you? What are the different ways they should try to do that? Excellent question. Um, we're really thankful for the continued support of all, all of the community members. Um, and there are so many ways people can make a difference. As I mentioned, the number one way people can find out about our child care program is word of mouth. That's how they generally find out. So whether you have a friend who needs child care, whether you have friends or family members who need ESL classes or is newly diagnosed with breast cancer, just telling them about our programs make a huge difference. Um, we also have volunteer opportunities like tutoring ESL or supporting our BCRC's educational outreach. Um, and then lastly, making a donation really furthers um, our ability to be able to provide and continue to provide our programs and services. So we offer scholarships and sliding fee scales throughout our programs and donations help keep our programs accessible to everyone. That's great. That's good to know. I always like to share that message with everybody because, yes. you know, look, there, there, there's a lot of different organizations in town that people could support. Yes. Um, but, yes. <laughs> you know, yes. we just want to make it easy for people to figure out how to, how to support everybody. That is wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. So I, I know we've mentioned COVID through a, a couple of the other questions, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, and I know with some nonprofits, you know, COVID has impacted delivery of services, it's impacted income, it's just had various yes. impacts. So yes. not, not asking you to repeat what you've already said, but since it's, <laughs> since it's a question on my list, I'm still going to ask it. So oh, yes. how, has, how has COVID impacted the YW? Absolutely. I love answering the, those questions. And sometimes there's so many different ways to answer the same question. Um, our community members are still deeply impacted by COVID-19. When we're so thankful to our community partners who have helped us offer comprehensive resources to families that are in need in the community. Um, and we do this from our annual St. Nicholas's, um, Nicholas project that secures toys and groceries for families during the holidays to collaborations with Mercer Street 
Street Food Bank to make sure that participants have access to fresh and healthy food. It is also um, still a still a very difficult time for um, immunocompromised women at the Breast Cancer Resource Center. And so our peer-led support groups and healing arts programs have life have been lifelines for newly diagnosed women. We've seen an influx of newly diagnosed women, which experts predicted because COVID-19 delayed so many annual mammograms and just regular routine screenings. That means women are being diagnosed at a later, more advanced stage um, and will need more additional support um, uh, and comprehensive support as they navigate their breast cancer journey. So the pandemic has also put some of our programs on a temporary hiatus, um, but has also given us an opportunity as an organization to be able to reevaluate our priorities, um, to be able to ensure that a solid and distinct um, through line um, continues through our mission, you know, through our programs and how we're able to serve, continue to serve the community. Wow, terrific! Um, so one, one thing that, that I, th- I think most people are aware of, I, I would imagine mm-hmm. that everybody understands that the tribute to women awards or twins um, yes. is really a YW program. It's a significant. I'd, I'd call it a signature event. Really, I mean, it's it's so yes. in my mind tied to the YW. Um, yes. But can we talk a little bit about that? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So since 1984, our organization has commemorated Women's History Month by amplifying the stories um, and impact of women who embody the YWCA mission of eliminating racism and empowering women. So our honorees represent a spectrum of industries and they are all passionate about a wide variety of causes. And it's absolutely remarkable to be able to see just how many ways our mission can be exemplified. And so we're so excited. We're, uh, we'll be hosting our 2022 Tribute to Women Awards virtually on Thursday, March 31st. And the tickets and the advertising and sponsorship opportunities are all available at ywcaprinceton.org backslash tribute. And so we are also we also have um, the bios of all of our honorees. So it's great. It's just a wonderful and a great opportunity to learn more about them and their impact in our community on the state level and beyond. So it's just an exciting time for us to be able to honor honor all of our honorees. Right, and I guess as you said, you know, you have a uh, you have the the bios for everybody on your on your website. So I, I would yes. I would encourage people to go to your website and, and see who the honorees are because what what a great way for everybody else in the community to support not just the YW but to support the honorees because see who you know yes, there and you absolutely. know buy a ticket and attend the event. I mean, it's a it's a great event. Absolutely, it is an amazing amazing event. Um, definitely. And I'm excited. I can't wait. We did it on Remo last year. It was absolutely fantastic. We received so much um, feedback just, you know, um, of, of, of attendees who said this has been the best um, tribute event that I have ever attended. Because in the past, you know, when you're in person, everything is longer. So it would be like almost three hours. And so everything really um, last year was tailored, um, you know, specifically the program was just tailored completely. Um, And so everything was on point and on purpose. And so we were extremely proud of it, but also very happy to hear um, that our attendees really loved the event and loved the programming. 
Yeah, well, you know, which is which is tricky when you take a, what used to be a live event and make it virtual yes. to make it keep it meaningful, but also have it. Uh, you know, you don't you don't want to just fluff it up and say, "Oh, well, I'm going to make it as long as the live event was," and then people are hanging on there going, "Oh, come on, what are you doing to me?" So yes, 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 and you know, regarding like um, um, event logistics for us, you know, we use like I said, we use that excellent platform which is called Remo, um, and so it also includes opportunities for virtual networking um, before and after the awards. So there's also a live chat throughout the event, um, and Riverview Studios does a fantastic, an absolutely fantastic job. Are producing our pre-recorded remarks, so our honorees, um, our honorees, their interviews, the award acceptance, um, and because it's a virtual event, we're able to really significantly reduce um, our ticket prices, which also is important, um, which makes this event even more accessible, which we're committed to being able to do. Um, and all of the proceeds support um, our organization's mission and our programs. And so this event is truly one of my favorites, and I guarantee it'll be impactful to anyone who attends so we're going to remind everybody that they can go to your website and still yes. register and still get their ticket and still Absolutely. support the ywf yes yes that's great yes um so you know one thing uh question that just popped into my mind the mm -hmm. bromwell house the red house behind the traditional ww brick building that mm -hmm. that is that's used by the ww also isn't it Oh, yes, yes. We own the uh, the Bramwell House. Yes, that is our building. Um, and so, at the, you know, we're, we're looking forward. We're um, definitely looking forward to, again, with our community needs assessment um, and then the future programs that we're able to um, provide for the community. We're looking at being able to tear Bram Bramwell House down and then be able to build um, a new facility. Um, and so we're excited to be able to do that. It'll have flexible spacing and, and, and things like that and, and just really open for the community. So we're looking forward to being able to um, to do even more for the community through Bramwell House. Yeah, so it's it's interesting. One of the reasons I brought it up is that I actually knew um, Jerry Bramwell um, Oh. And he, you know, so I, I've been here forever, so I, I won't say exactly <laughs> how long that's been, but it's been a pretty long time. But um, I used to work uh, in high school. I used to work at a a, a stationery and office supply store on Nassau Street, oh, and Jerry okay. used to come in there all the time. And he was a, oh, wow. a great guy, we, he, very friendly. We talk to him. He talked to everybody in the store. You see him around town. Um, wow. So anyway, I just wanted to like kind of make the connection about, you know, yes. he, here's a guy in the community that obviously thought a lot of the YW and absolutely. donated his property to the YW. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. That's, yeah. that's, that's a great story. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank well, you for sharing that with me, Mark. Yeah, I mean, yes, yeah, my pleasure. I mean, Jerry's long gone, but he still deserves a shout out. So yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. A huge shout out. Most definitely yeah yeah so there's many ways to support whether it's the ywr or any any nonprofit that we like there's plenty of ways to get yes. creative and, and and to help them absolutely absolutely um all right so tay what 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 have i not asked you that i should have what what other message do we need to get out there, there yes 
Okay. So um, in the spirit of tribute to women and uh, with our centennial anniversary in mind, I'd love to quickly just talk a, a talk a little bit about a few women who have contributed to our organization's legacy. Um, firstly, I would like to, to mention um, and, and give just, you know, um, a huge shout out to Susie B. Waxwood. She was the first executive director to serve the integrated YWCA Princeton um, as a woman of color who moved to Princeton in 1935. She did experience uh, discrimination, but Princeton was her home and it was her community to get involved in. So she did and she um, she serves on the committee for colored work. Then later, um, our board of directors, the YM and YW board of trustees. And eventually she became the executive director, um, a role she held for 10 years. There's a special category at our tribute to women um, award awards called the Waxwood Lifetime Achievement Award, which is given to women who have contributed to YWCA Princeton in a significant capacity throughout their lifetime. That particular award isn't being um, awarded at this, isn't being awarded this year, but I wanted the community to know um, that it exists and why it exists. Secondly, I want to take a moment um, just to be able to acknowledge the founding mothers of our Breast Cancer Resource Center. Our BCRC actually started out as an aquatics class, which was designed for women who had undergone mastectomies at the time. It was known as Encore back then, which YWCA USA adopted as one of its national programs. So even today, there are Encore programs at YWCA, such as in Bingham, Central Massachusetts, and even in Austra even in Australia. Um, so the comprehensive program we know today as the Breast Cancer Resource Center expanded upon the foundation laid by Encore, um, and in particular Helen Kuot, Jenny Hendrickson. Jane Rodney and Marie Matthews were essential leaders during these impactful years around the 1970s and 1980s. And so I wanted to be able to give acknowledgement and a huge shout out to all of the all, all of the women who have paved the way for us and that we are still walking along that pathway today. So I say thank you because of them. They were we are. Um, and so we are grateful, very grateful and extremely thankful for their contributions. Tay, that's just tremendous, right? It's, it's, it's so great to, <clears throat> to remind people of those that came before us that help, yes. you know, make it easier or make it possible for us to do what we do today. And uh, absolutely, you know, what, what, what I, th I think I always think personally, it's, it's just great to acknowledge, acknowledge people and for their descendants, relatives, and friends that remember them to know that, that those people are not forgotten. That's tremendous. Most definitely. Absolutely. I truly believe that mind, body, and soul. I believe that wholeheartedly. Thank yeah. you so much, Mark. Thank you. So, so Tay, we... I think I'm out of my questions, and I, and I know we try to not to make our <laughs> podcast too long so people don't stop listening before we're done. So um, I, I really want to thank you sincerely for joining us today because I really enjoyed hearing all that you shared with us today. 
Thank you so much, Mark. And again, the YWCA Princeton and me, I am so very thankful and grateful to you for extending this opportunity for me to be able to share about the YWCA Princeton, especially, like I said, we're so happy and proud to be celebrating our 100th year in the community. And so thank you for giving me an uh, opportunity and platform to be able to share all the wonderful work that we are doing in the community. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for joining us for our 13th episode of the Princeton Podcast, produced as a community service by HG Media, providing audio, video, and website design services here in Princeton since 1999. If you enjoyed this episode of the Princeton Podcast, please share it with your friends and be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts.